Podcast? I don't need a podcast. I need pictures of Spider-Man. Welcome to Spider Crimes. Today's episode is all about Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you turn this off because we're going to spoil it for you. If you have seen it, I suggest you keep on listening because we've got some things to say. Spider crimes, spider crimes, reading comic books all the time. Are they good? You decide when you listen to spider crimes. Hey there, where? These are the spider crimes. All right, everyone, we're going to do things in a nice and orderly fashion today. We've got a lot to say, so we're going to try and keep it organized. And before we really get into everything, one more time, massive spoiler alert. We're going to spoil everything about Dawn of Justice. So if you haven't seen it, turn it off. This is your warning. There are two sides to this argument today. <laughs> two, of us, two of us liked the movie. Two of us didn't care for the film. So I'm going to introduce the light side first. We've got Matt. Hey. And our very special guest, Will Ashton, a real critic. <laughs> well, all right. Don't, yeah, I, I'm happy to be called as much. So, but thank you. <laughs> well, you just added, you added some credibility to this podcast. Oh, yeehaw! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, how you guys doing on this this fine morning? Oh well, it's afternoon here. <laughs> no, we go yeah. on American time, Matt. Okay, sure. <laughs> then I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. It's great good to, to hear. hear. On uh, on the dark side of this argument. Lies me and Dan. Dan, yep. Dan, how are you feeling? I'm I'm fine. You know, I had a good night. We had we had, we had a boys' night last night. I saw that. That looked yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, had a couple so brews, I'm, got you know, some burritos. Yep. And I, I mean, I'm I feel fine. You know, I was you know, we'll we'll get into it. But yeah, I I'm I want to give Dan a big hug after this movie because <laughs> I totally just, know how he feels already. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go around and give opening statements first, just to get those opinions out of the way. Um, this is going to be different than some of our other conversations, probably because we've only seen this movie once, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. seen it once, and we haven't had time to study it for three years like we pretty much did with Man of Steel. Yeah. Um, but So, Matt, we're going to start with you, and right after you saw the movie, you recorded a first impression for us on your phone. So Yeah, you wanna, while I was walking home. Do you want to give us your opinion first? Yeah, I'll, I'll play the first thoughts, and then if I need to, I'll elaborate if you guys cool. have any questions cool. or anything. So. Let's Here we it. go. All right, so it is a rainy night in London. Well, rainy morning. It's 3 a.m. Uh, just got out of the movie. So let's see. Initial thoughts. I really liked it. I'll be honest. I really, really did like it. I went in with very, very mixed expectations. You know, I was not expecting much based on reviews, but uh, it really came through, and I really, it was pretty much exactly what I was expecting, and then some, I think, you know, I enjoyed it, but let's uh, get a couple things out of the way that I don't want to forget, uh, okay, funny thing, uh, before the movie, a woman came out, and this is, I guess this happens in, um, English theaters, but this was the, say, I saw the movie at the same theater where they had the premiere here in London a couple days ago, and, uh, I guess the, <laughs> the, the girl told us that Henry Cavill ordered a salty popcorn and six hot dogs and she was like so if you get that if you guys are a match made in heaven i thought that was kind of funny she also said please make sure you turn off your phones if we see you with your phone on we're going to stop the movie and put on batman and robin starring george clooney and I, that was brilliant i think dan made a similar joke about the dark knight rises like four years ago or whatever that came out but uh anyway 
I also want to point out, really, really liked the score. Uh, the score was expertly done. Wonderful use of different themes for the different characters. Um, I also really thought they did a great job including celebrity cameos. Like, they didn't take away attention, they just made it more real. Like, I don't think the English audience that I saw this movie with understood the gravity of Nancy Grace being in this movie for a few minutes. Not even, like, a 30-second clip. It was brilliant. It was like, oh, God. I, it made me mad just to see her then. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. Really liked the movie, I think. You know, definitely gonna revisit it. But, overall... Flawed movie, definitely very flawed movie. I still really liked it, and I think that it's a very good comic book movie because this movie was like straight up comic book stuff, all kinds of good stuff. But yeah, uh, well, I gotta finish walking home. But yeah, those are my initial thoughts. Let's discuss. Sorry, just gonna add two things. First thing, I just listened to that, and I want to correct myself. Um, it was five hot dogs, not six. Uh, other thing, my biggest disappointment with this movie, or regret, what have you, is I didn't get to see it with my good friends Dan and Corey. And Will. Because, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I was sitting in the theater alone, like, with people all around me, but I was alone. And they're, like, the part when the Flash showed up, I was, like, freaking out. And I was so excited. I was, like, dancing in my seat, but, like, the people next to me were just laughing at me. And I was like, if Dan were here, he'd be freaking out, too. And Corey. But anyway, I'm sorry. Don't, don't feel pity for me. It was still awesome. I had a great time. All right. Anyway, let's discuss. Oh, yeah, that's, that's that. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. That was, pretty, that was pretty fun. Thanks, I like, yeah. I like that. That was fun. Me out of breath because it was a cold night, and I'm, like, running home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to add anything to that? Uh, I think I pretty much covered it. I, I, I will add that I also w- would like if Will was there. I He wasn't. Um, <laughs> I didn't know Will was going to be on the podcast at the time I recorded that, but that doesn't, you know, change. I, I knew what you meant in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Even no, I had a lot of fun watching you. the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching the movie, and I think that's my main argument. Okay. Uh, Dan, you want to give us your first impressions of the film? Um, yeah. Um, so I just didn't have any fun watching this movie. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, you were talking about the part where the Flash showed up. You're like, Dan would be freaking out. I hated that part. I thought it was oh. like the dumbest part of the movie, and it almost took me. It like took me out of the whole rest of the movie. Almost, I was not having a lot of fun at that point. And I was just remember I was like really waiting for like something in the movie to like kick me up and kick my spirits up, and I just like nothing ever. Just I never got into the movie. Nothing. The movie never started for me personally. I just could never oh. get into it. And then the a thing you said, I've been, I was thinking about this movie for the past two days nonstop, and um, the thing I kind of decided was that it is a comic book come to life, but in a bad way. I think this okay. movie would have worked better as a graphic novel than as a movie. There's a lot yeah, of I things I was I, I that's what I was like thinking of this movie if, if I was reading it as a comic book, I think it would be really cool. But this thing is the problem with this movie I think is that it wants to do so much and tell so many stories, but does it has but it's a two and a half hour movie and I don't think it tells any of its stories properly. So that's That's a good point. Right. That's where I'm at. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Will, you wanna give us your first opinion? Yeah, sure. Um, I should preface that 
this opinion probably comes like not as my initial opinion now because I saw the movie at an advanced screening on Tuesday and my experience of it essentially was I saw it at uh, I will call it a Limax like it's supposed to be an IMAX but it was essentially a larger screen format or whatever they call it now um, and before the movie started uh, I don't know if you heard about this from some of your reviews, but an exhausted, uh, kind of shaggy-looking Zack Snyder, before the movie starts, uh, comes on the screen uh, after the whole IMAX stuff, you know, so it's like, get ready, motherfuckers, because it's going to be an IMAX movie. <laughs> and it just, it just cuts, like, a, a, basically a webcam. It might have been before an interview or something where they're just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> say this. And it's just like, hey, I'm Zack Snyder, and uh, I just made this movie, and uh, please know that... Uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's gonna happen in this movie, so please don't spoil it. You're gonna see it first. You're among the first people to see it, so please. And I was at the time, because you know, obviously with the marketing stuff, you guys talked about this with Doomsday and stuff. It didn't really seem like there were gonna be that many surprises at this point. Like I feel like the WB market was basically just like anything we have, just throw it out there to get them interested. <laughs> you know, like just anything, anything at all. Um, so that kind of set the mood for it. And I remember when the movie started, I felt this like pretty intense sense of uh, dread because it was basically we're getting another recreation of the, uh, you know, the origin of Batman. And it was kind of it was like it felt like a lot of like the tendencies of Zack Snyder movies, you know, like the slow mo, the very heavy music, you know, like the very intense drama and even though i really liked the pov shot with the gun um with the mom mm -hmm. like with the pearls and stuff mm -hmm. i just felt like that i thought i was going to be in for just like a nightmare pretty much as a lot of the reviews have suggested but i feel like from based on metropolis scene onward um i really dug this movie not as an, a piece of entertainment because i get that this is a dreary dark very intense and very at times displeasant movie but i think it's kind of the movie that we need now i mean much like man of steel which is a movie i did really like i know some of you have mixed opinions on this or i think matt and dan mostly agree with me now and Corey, you don't like it right right yeah um i think as a piece of texture or as um a basically a piece of pop culture that's examining what these characters represent in an uh, age where like threat is eminent at all times and we don't know what's going on i think this movie is very effective under those terms um i think it's very clear where chris terrio's script begins and davis gore's scripts ends because there'll be like these very you know intense thoughtful monologues with like lex luther and holly hunter where they talk about you know the nature of man and whether like what these ideas represent and then you'll get to this like hey look at that it's batman and you're like, oh, okay, that's that's clearly a David S. Gore script <laughs> mm -hmm. or something. But, I mean, this is, I mean, we'll talk about this more. This is a very, uh, very flawed movie. But I, I think, appreciated it more than I liked it. But I did enjoy it all the same. Thanks. That's a, that's a good thought. I like, I like bringing up Chris Terrio and David Goyer. And we're going to get to that. Um, as for me, I found the movie to be a bit of a train wreck, to be blunt. Um... Sure. I want to preface this by saying that a lot of the faults can be placed on Zack Snyder and maybe Goyer and Terrio, but I firmly believe that they were almost given an impossible task with this movie. It's like Warner Bros. said, you've got one movie to make the Justice League, now make this work somehow. And they were like, okay, let's give it a shot. And I think a lot of that bleeds through. It felt like there were parts of the movie that they didn't want to put in there, but they were like, we have to do this. 
Mm-hmm. And on that note, it felt all over the place. There were so many stories going on, especially in the first act. I felt even the editing was off to where it would just jump from story to story. And none of the characters felt felt right, except for maybe Alfred. Um, <laughs> above that, I think it was an ugly-looking film. I think I, it was grayer and darker than Man of Steel. And I thought a lot of it just looked unappealing. I thought it was a little more colorful. <clears throat> in parts, I would argue. Um, I just thought it was boring in a lot of parts like i like I, I knew what was coming because we really did see almost almost the whole movie with that second trailer there were a couple surprises but by the time we got to the surprises i didn't even care anymore and also i know this is going to sound really harsh but i felt insulted in the way that they introduced the justice league they were like this will work we'll buy this no worries you know mm-hmm. i was like that's like that's how you're gonna do it like that's what you think about this yeah. So overall, I was disappointed in a lot of it. There were a few moments that I, I, I enjoyed. Like, I really liked, I thought, and we're going to get to this, I thought Lex Luthor was really good. I thought there were parts where Ben Affleck killed it. But overall... Killed it. Unfortunately, <laughs> Ben Affleck killed a lot of things in this movie. Batman did. Oh. With shotguns, with Gatling guns, with his Batman. We'll get to it. I'm pretty sure he anyway. crippled that one guy. It's totally in the trailer, weird. but yeah, where he like just like smashed him and then like his neck snapped. I mean, he didn't, they didn't put yeah. the sound, yeah. in, but it's just he like throws the guy in the yeah. ground. <laughs> I um, hope you want to be in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my thoughts. So I want to start off by talking about the plot and the screenplay first. It was originally written by David Goyer, who did Man of Steel, and he also worked on the Dark Knight series with Chris Nolan. And then when Affleck came onto the project, he pretty much brought in Chris Terrio, who won an Oscar for writing Argo, who will also be writing the first Justice League film. So is he alone in that? I think he might be alone. That's good. I think they definitely are because they (laughs) um, in the movie it's a Chris Terrio and David Esquire. Not there's no ampersand, so they didn't write together. So I think they like kept some of Goyer's script, but he's Mm -hmm. probably done. He did the rewrite. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about that plot. Will, you want to take it first? What were your opinions on the plot, all the threads, and how the script turned out? Um, well, as far as the plot goes, I do think that the first half of the movie is definitely a lot more solid and a lot more, uh, I guess, rewarding than the second half, which is where they where I think a lot of the larger, more messy issues come to play. I mean, I do think that the pacing of the movie is very all over the map. It's clear that they want to like set up some stuff with the whole, you know, flashback scene or not fl- like a is it like a dream sequence I guess would be with um when Batman sort uh, of like he's, war, he's yeah. in a dream but he's also being visited by the Flash from the future so yeah, it's like I mean it's clear Dark Shit uh, was there like, Yeah, and then that, yeah. then obviously the videotape stuff like that's all setting up the movie and then like we got to introduce these characters, reintroduce these characters, um get to know the context figure out where we were and stuff i mean there's a lot of spinning wheels but i feel like personally i thought in the first half of the movie they did a really good job setting up the contextual theological ideas of the film while still like trying to do i mean i wish the presentation was a little clearer but at the same time i think i try to look at this movie exactly as what it was i mean like it's obviously a lot of critics were like oh well they should have never you know done this or they should have done that i was trying to look at more like okay this is what we got this is where we are the studio wants to make a Batman v Superman movie and also set up the Justice League. In that sense, what is this movie? And I think in that presentation, I think up until about the end or so, I think it works as messy as it is. Uh, Dan, what do you think? 
Um, I think this there is a good movie lying somewhere in Batman vs Superman. I Definitely. think it's it's got the Man of Steel problem where Will pointed this out is the first half sets up these very big grandiose ideas that I think could be a really well told story, a story that needs to be told in terms of uh, Superman, in terms of Batman, in terms of text and literature of the idea of superheroes. And I found it very interesting that when we were watching the movie and that the whole Capitol building bombing happens like the day after the Brussels attack. So I was thinking that was clearly in my head when I was watching it. I thought that was, that could have been a, like a very interesting thing to go on the whole, we'll, we'll talk about the whole idea of terror being in our everyday lives and just what uh, heroes would represent in that kind of context and the kind of post 9 living world we live in. And I just think this movie fails at trying to tell that story. It tries, it, I think it fails at telling every story it wants to tell. Because it wants to, the only thing I think was well told was the um, the Batman origin story. The because Snyder's good at those kind of montage is the beginning of the Flying kid Bruce Wayne. All right, that was dumb. That was the <laughs> that end was of it. So but dumb. Like, up until no, up that until that part instantly. I, that <laughs> is instantly. I was like, wow, that's so dumb. I and I think the problem flying. is they do this flashback thing. They did this also in Man of Steel, and that and that they do them. But there's no real setup to them. They don't really add much in terms of what they're doing in that part of the movie. It's just like what they want to do is they want to tell 10 different stories. And in order to tell these stories, they have to do all this stuff. And it's a two and a half hour movie. So they have time to tell a lot of stories. And the problem they run into is they want to tell a story. Then they realize they're running out of time because there's so much in this movie that they give one line of dialogue to something. And so that must mean they have told the whole story. And I get that's what made me really frustrated watching this movie because I thought you know there'd be these kind of like great you know med- like meditations on you know what it is to be a hero what it is to be a god what is it to be human what is it to be you know a person in a world that we live in today and it kind of just you know they don't really do any of that because I remember the thing that like the scene that I thought was so good was when the Capitol building blew up and Superman just kind of looks really upset like he could have stopped it. What was that? He's crying. Yeah. And he, like, because he knows he couldn't look at that guy in the eye. And I feel like that never comes up really. Like, he has that conversation with Lois, but mm-hmm. that's immediately after. It's kind of like, these don't have, like, lasting repercussions on the rest of the film, which kind of frustrated me as a viewer. Because I was trying to watch this movie as a, as a viewer of film, not as a comic book fan. And I just kind of became really frustrated ways the stories were told. So that was just my opinion on that. Fair enough. Matt, what did you think? Um, there's a lot that uh, the last two guys have said that I pretty right. much agree with. More will, obviously, that, but, but I don't disagree with anything Dan said. Um, I think the story of the movie is its messiest aspect. Um, <clears throat> I, it, it definitely... I think I read something like someone's going to probably make a re-edit of this movie, and it's probably going to be like a million times better, which is unfortunate that that is like what it's come to. But, um, I think in terms of like choices they made with the story, I think everything pretty much made sense. I think it was just really, really lopsided. Um, like I don't think, um, I think they should have started with the man of steel retelling. I don't think we needed to get the Batman origin again. Mm-hmm. I, I also don't think we I needed agree. the Batman origin again a second time. Like, why did they show that twice in one movie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was, I don't know, man. 
Like if, I, if they were gonna do it, just have it come up at that <clears> second time it comes up. Like don't open with it and do that. That's stupid. But I mean, I, I saw that part. I remember that happening like forty five minutes ago. I'm not stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I, that's that's a good point though with how awesome the opening. It opening could have been if it was the retelling of the Man of Steel events from Bruce Wayne's perspective. Yeah, because that scene was incredible. Yeah, that was that really, was really like, good. Everything we, about we it, don't like, see that in was superhero like, movies. No, yeah. it was like total Batman too. He's like he's running right into the smoke. Yep. a horse runs, but where, where did that horse come from? I don't it's know. Like a horse cop, cool, man. <laughs> oh, horse cop. That's fair. I still, I don't know, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say okay. about plot. I think. Movies are having um, really tough times with horses. They like, are, man. You guys, did you guys see the Revenant? Yeah. Like with the horse, the horse, like all those horses, I think are dead right now. Like I don't, <laughs> totally. like, you know how they have like this, you know, those, like no animals are harmed. I'm pretty sure those animals were harmed. All that, of those that horses horse, are dead right now. That horse that flew off the cliff is pretty dead. I don't think that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's that horse is not alive anymore. Horse rights, horse lives matter. <laughs> um, yeah, where's that horse, Oscar? The plot of this movie was a mess. <laughs> um, I think, I and mean, you guys summed up a lot, but I think there are some really well-written parts of this movie. Definitely. Like, I thought Agreed. Lex had some great moments when he was talking to the senator, when he was on the roof talking to Superman. I thought yes. there were some really intelligent conversations and somewhat commentary. But the movie just bogs down by trying to do so much. And this, I'm just going to go ahead and bring this into the next point. I think a lot of the writing fails in its misunderstanding of the characters. I don't think, I don't think Superman or Clark Kent is given anything to do. I think hmm. Batman, while a good character, is out of character. I don't think that the world's master detective would a just have a would have a little device. Okay, first off, LexCorp's computer system is in this glass room that has a cord hanging down where you can plug something into it to hack into it right across from a kitchen where nobody's going to look at him. Screw you! It's a comic book. <laughs> uh, it was a film, actually. Uh, B. I think why would the why would the master planner why would the master planner leave that kryptonite spear and not think that I'm just saying Batman usually has everything thought out. But anyway, so Batman I felt was misunderstood. What what was the spear? Clark Kent was given a what? What's the thing with the spear? He just kind of left it, like he didn't think he might need it again. And also he He gave to get going. He had to go find the mom. He had like ten minutes. Okay, we're we're gonna get to this, but I want to keep talking (laughs) about I want to keep talking about characters. I felt. Uh, Lois Lane, while Amy Adams may have done a good job, Lois Lane's teleportation powers were still not talked about in this film because she is everywhere. Like She has no problem getting from one place to the next in a split second. Um, well, Lex, it, it does I mean... That she has a boyfriend that can fly all around the world. That's true. <laughs> I mean, say what you will about Lex not being like he was from the comics. I found him entertaining. I thought Alfred was done well. And I'm not too yes. well-versed in Wonder Woman. But I, I didn't... I felt Diana Prince was shoehorned in, and she was just kind of a plot piece, but I thought Wonder Woman kicked ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, was it weird that Perry White seemed like a totally different character than Man of Steel? I I thought the same exact thing. Okay. He was just such a... he was Just because he didn't do anything in Man of Steel, so they're just mm-hmm. like, we could do whatever we want with Perry White. Let's make him J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, that's yeah kinda, I, felt I like, mean... He I was, wasn't J. Jonah Jameson. He did seem a little bit like he was trying to be at times, like not as exaggerated, but kind of more of that like exasperated like editor that like, wants like yeah. the story and he doesn't care about like this back guy. in the comics. I know. I mean, but they did like his interpret. I think I would say more Lawrence Fishburne was trying to make it that kind of like have mm-hmm. that levity to it as opposed to yeah. 
not like an exact okay. copy, but I, I get what they're saying. Uh, does anyone want to talk about how Superman was represented in this film? Because I thought he was a very one-dimensional character, very stoic. <laughs> I thought Henry Cavill wasn't given much to do, honestly. The, this is like, this movie, he's he's kind of like, uh, a, he's Sino, he's Superman in name only. He's He is Superman, but there's just not really anything about him that makes him any different of a character. It doesn't make him a unique... It's not a story that needs to be uniquely told through Superman. It's just kind of... Like, he has the whole, like... It's more that his character is told through what other people are saying about him versus what he actually does. So people are always saying... So things are like, Batman's like, oh, he's not a god. You know, you're not even a man. But he's just like... He never does anything really to kind of... His character doesn't really go through an arc. You know, I should have... Honestly, I should have been fucking in tears when he died. I didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. I was I so bored at that, that point. Yeah. I knew. I just like I like I was well done, and I was like, this is gonna be cool. The the one scene I thought was even cooler was the one where he got blown up by the nuke in outer space with Doomsday, and he's like floating in outer space thinking he's dead. I was like, oh shit, they did that. Oh my god, Superman's that's actually. Dead. Do you know that's straight out of Dark Knight Returns? Oh, is it? Yeah, that's that exact thing happens in that. Oh, uh, he looked like Bizarro in that shot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, he's like floating in, in orbit, and then the, the yellow sun comes past the earth, and he, it like hits him, and his eyes light up. I thought that was fucking sick. And then yeah. he like comes down and starts kicking the shell of Doomsday. I was like, mm-hmm. that's cool, but I don't really care at this point. I was like, I was acknowledging how cool it was, but see, I just like, didn't care about Superman in this movie, which is so strange because I'm already so emotionally invested in Superman as a character mm-hmm. that it shouldn't take a lot for me right. to care about superman and this is gonna be a very uh obtuse reference that you guys don't really get but it's kind of like in professional wrestling is that in professional wrestling is people like certain wrestlers but the thing is if you don't give those wrestlers anything to do people stop caring about those wrestlers and then yeah. like after a while they just don't care that's how i felt about superman this movie. I, like he just didn't do anything so i was just like didn't really because it was i think they were more focused on having a batman movie than having a batman versus superman movie i agree mm-hmm. wasn't enough superman in this movie does anybody want to talk about Batman, the other half of this film? I the title. I think Ben Affleck was awesome. Yeah, I was. thought he was so he was as Will says he was aces. And I think that is a very good description. He looks like Batman. He's his Bruce Wayne's pretty. I like the one thing me and Corey talked about is uh, I really like how in this movie Bruce Wayne's two different characters. There's like Bruce Wayne and then the public Bruce Wayne. He kind of yes. puts on an act for yeah. people, and I, they made that very clear. And I really like that. Um, have one drink movies, too many yeah like they don't ever I feel, like, I feel like a lot of Batman movies don't ever do the duality of Bruce Wayne and Batman that well like I don't even remember Nolan's movies even no. they had like one, that, that one scene where like Christian Bale buys the hotel that's like the only scene I can think of where he just does the billionaire playboy thing yeah, yeah the Nolan but, uh, movies never touched on Bruce Wayne almost being a different mm-hmm. character from Batman yeah yeah. Um, there were a lot of characters in this movie though which one did you guys yeah. like which one did you guys enjoy watching the most Alfred hmm. Alfred. Alfred was pretty good. I was going to say Alfred, too. I also really enjoyed watching uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character. I don't know. Me, I too. Mean, too. A lot of I people think he's a really are, good actor. A lot of people are not digging Jesse Eisenberg's um, interpretation of this character. Do we want to talk about that? Let's do it. I loved um, it. Yeah, I, I loved it, too. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was very joker light. I agree with that. But I thought yeah. it just... I thought he brought a much-needed levity to the film... And mm-hmm. I just genuinely thought he was like, I mean, I thought he had some of the best written scenes. Those were clearly the scenes where Terrio's influence was in the script. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure. also, he just I thought he just 
it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was just uh, it was wacky. It's an interpretation we haven't seen of Lex Luthor yet, which is kind of yeah. cool. And it had like this like energy that the film definitely needed with all the dour seriness. He would just be popping up. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did at first. I feel like that first scene did feel like kind of out of place. Like we mm. got you know like this 9/11 recreation and Batman's mm. parents are dead, and then it's just like. Hey, hey, I'm Lex Luthor, and I got this. I shot a three-pointer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, That was an I interesting weird... introduction. I think they were trying to play off the, if you read All-Star Superman, um, that interpretation of Lex Luthor is that he's the peak of human perfection. He's super athletic. And he's like the, like, he's basically the rock, almost. He's mm-hmm. super in shape. He's like the smartest guy alive, and he uh, is super rich and super good-looking. But then Superman shows up and like all that stuff he's worked for to be like the peak mm-hmm. of human perfection is gone. So um, yeah. I thought they were going to go for that. Was, he makes the three pointer and then it's just like, mm-hmm. and then they kind of didn't do that. So I was just like, okay, um, there he's just being Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The one thing I thought my biggest, probably one of my biggest complaints about the movie is that I thought on the whole um, Lex Luthor's motivation was kind of vague as far as like why yeah. he'd go. Like, I mean, I get he's like a power of ego- egomaniac. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. why he was so, like, dead set on doing this, I felt, like, kind of mm-hmm. came a little vague. What did you guys think? I um, could not agree more. I Like, I struggled I, to find motivation largely after mm-hmm. I saw the movie. Like, I really had to think about it because there was no blatant reason as to why mm-hmm. he was doing it. There were situations where we could have seen that, and he kind of mm-hmm. touched on it, but it still felt kind of kind of vague. Yeah. I think it was implied that he's kind of crazy. Well, that's what I mean, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant by ego power maniac. But not even mm-hmm. that. Like he's like, like actually, I think like slightly insane. Like the whole thing with the painting, I think was a lot of. That, I loved of that. The, that was yeah. one of my favorite moments. That was definitely like, how, top five scenes of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and how he wants them to flip it because then he, even at the end he's like talking about how something is coming. Like what's he talking about? Like that's he's clearly slightly insane, and I yeah. think that's part of what led his motivation. Does he know not, about Darkseed? Like, is that what we're supposed to take out of the ending? I uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that's made clear. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's I think it's purposely left ambiguous. Yeah. Right. Like, is he's gonna Ugh. he's gonna be the Loki of the Justice League? I'm guessing, right? That was my yeah. That's a good. That's probably a good call. I don't know. That's my yeah, guess. I don't, I don't know if that's, yeah, that makes sense. But I would enjoy that too for sure. Yeah, because we I mean we got Doomsday out of this, so I mean like yeah. I don't know who would also be Superman's like biggest adversary besides um, Lex, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Brainiac. I can't think of anything. I want to talk a little bit about Zack Snyder because this is very much a Zack Snyder film in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, I mean, we talked about this already. The opening montage was cool. Zack Snyder's good at those, but I felt it was unnecessary. Agreed. And he does a lot of things in this movie. And I forget who I was talking to, but they compared it to a video game, like a high octane video game, the way he films a lot of things. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, I mean, there wasn't as much slow motion as a lot of his films. Mm-hmm. But the one thing, I think we talked about this earlier too, the fact that the second half feels so much different than the first half, I think that's partially because there's almost no action in that first half, which is a little yeah. different for Zack Snyder. When we finally mm-hmm. get to that action, like I really enjoyed watching the fight scene between Batman and Superman. I yeah. thought that was entertaining. Yeah. Did you guys? All five yeah, minutes was, of it. I just wish, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, Matt beat me too. I just wish it was so, longer. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really cool how it was done. And, I mean, it got a lot of really epic moments that I was looking forward. Ever since I was – I mean, I think it's safe to say a lot of us were expect like Since you're, like, 11, you're always just like, what if Batman fought Superman? Like, you think about, like, the movie of that. And it had, like – it didn't have, like, all of them, but it had a lot of those big, like, 
oh shit moments and i thought yeah. i yeah i really wish that because it did feel like a big kind of afterthought in the scheme of things like mm-hmm. oh yeah i guess i gotta go fight um batman because it's the title of the movie so um <laughs> yeah good call yeah i think there were two things in this film that i didn't like that Zack snyder did one was the first batmobile chase scene i felt very underwhelmed by it and just like when batman dragged that car around and like flipped it onto the other cars i was like what the hell i didn't <laughs> yeah. think it was cool but um also he used a ton of lens flares a uh, glaring I amount say. i didn't I, uh, that didn't bother me too much yeah, it, it didn't bother me either. It bothered me only in that the first time we ever see Batman and Superman on screen together in the history of film, there was just a glaring lens flare across Superman. And it lasts three seconds. The, the state, That shot lasts three seconds. Mm-hmm. I was so mad. Like, it, I felt they like the, I should have been more hyped about that shot. Yeah, like exactly. Are you talking about the shot with um, where Superman in the foreground and Batman's really tiny? No, I'm talking the, about when he lifts the... Uh, oh, that know, part. The, yeah. the Batmobile's lid off. He's just like... It's like this is a warning, but like they're just like Batman stands up. You think like, oh man, it's gonna be some some epic thing. It's kind of cut to Superman. I was just like, what? That was like a three second shot. It should have been like this epic, big like this is a big moment in the history of cinema. And it's no. There was a, the cooler shots, the close up when they're when they're fighting. That yeah. they actually like gave that levity and that, that seemed like it was a big deal. But when they are first together in one shot, it was very underwhelming. Yeah. Uh, should we mention it? Uh, I don't know if you guys are really into this or not but the movie was shot on film by larry fong the uh cinematographer is that something you guys knew going in yeah i did i don't I actually don't think i did know it was shot on film i don't think i knew that either i yeah. saw it in 70 um, millimeter okay all the right. it should be interesting to note that all the uh dc movies are being shot on film and all the marvel movies are shot on digital uh ever since i think avengers was the first one they shot digitally because the other the phase one movies are shot on film but the, every other marvel movie is shot digitally as opposed to the DC movies that are all shot that on is, film. That is interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I think that actually that. adds to the more cinematic feel of the DC movies. I don't know if that's something you guys agree with or not, but... Um, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I just think... They do, they like do these, have a different feeling. They just feel, like, very cinematic to me as opposed mm-hmm. to um, the more movies of late, which I feel, feel very episodic almost because they feel like they're... Not cheap, but they just look a little more... They don't have, like, that gloss that I feel like <clears> film produces, so... There's, there's cinema, the cinematography of the Marvel movies is very TV-like. TV-like. Yeah, that's a great It's, it's yeah. there. A great like, there are great shots in Batman v Superman. I can't really think of great shots in almost any Marvel movie. Besides, besides like, Avengers the long 1. Takes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't think of any besides Avengers 1. Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, some scenes in Avengers 2. That brings me into my next point, which is talking about the cinematography in Batman v Superman. I already said Can my I, piece. Sorry. I thought it was an unappealing-looking movie. Can I actually? I'm sorry. I just wanted to add one thing about the Batman versus Superman fight. I didn't really say anything about it. Um, yeah, go for it. Uh, basically, I it was short, as we've said, but I think it was like an appropriate length. Maybe it could have been a little longer, but like going again off of uh, the Dark Knight Returns, it's it's like built up to be huge, and then it's over in like a few minutes. And I think that's kind of how it should be because if you really think about it, a fight between those two would not last very long at all. That's He's true. Kick the shit out of Batman. Well, he, he would, if it's a Batman kick, keep, catches him off guard. Like that's the thing. I didn't think Batman winning via Kryptonite felt forced at all, and I was worried that it would. But I thought it like totally made sense because mm-hmm. Superman didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was done really well. And in the context of this DC universe, Superman doesn't know what Kryptonite is. He hasn't exactly. right. to it yet. Yeah, my only complaint with that is that I I felt like you compared it to Dark Knight Returns, which is 
which is what we're basically supposed to do. Zack Snyder even said that. Mm-hmm. The thing with Dark Knight Returns is that there was so much weight behind this fight because it was the other way around. Batman was off his rocker, and the president's like, yeah. Superman, you need to tame your friend. And they were friends. They have never For been friends. For years. Yeah. I mean, it, it was 30 years of lore within the DC universe. You know, there was so yeah. much weight behind that fight scene. And that's what made it so great. And this one, while I did enjoy the fight scene, I didn't, I didn't feel that weight, which I wanted. I did like, though, that the whole time they're fighting, that Clark is trying to convince Bruce to, like, help him. Like, he doesn't want to fight, but Bruce isn't listening. Okay, well, while why you said that, let's talk really quick about why the fight stops. The fact, oh, okay. the fact that <laughs> Batman realizes God. they Martha? both have mothers named Martha. <laughs> and I know, what I know what they were going for. You know, oh my goodness, this guy, he's a child of Earth. You know, he's not just an alien. He's got a mom named Martha, too. But it felt so forced and out of place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's my one thing. I thought the fight ended way too suddenly. Like Batman just all of a sudden does a complete 180 and is like, I'm friends with him now. But I also, yeah. I think that kind of fits in because they also kind of imply Batman to be a little bit crazy. Um, so I think I, I think in that way I can kind of justify it. But at the same time, I, I don't know. It's It was very sudden. But also I, I just want to throw this out there before you guys make your points. Um, I, I don't know. How, I've been a Batman and Superman fan probably like, since I was a little kid, I've been like a big fan the past probably five years. I don't know how it's never once occurred to me that both of their mom's name is Martha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause their mom's never the same story. Yeah. I, I just have never yeah, thought it of never it. Never occurred to me either, man. The only reason I knew uh, that, uh, that's a good point. I saw like a, uh, I saw like a gif or something that they mentioned that I think I showed the Dan when I was in Athens. Like it's something about like Martha's boys, like, the movie. <laughs> that's, Oh yeah. That's the only that's reason funny. I, that's the only reason why I know that. I bet Zack Snyder saw that. He was like, damn it, they're on to us. <laughs> <laughs> they know. I got to write want... a thing at 2 a.m. telling people not to spoil <laughs> the movie. Do you guys want to talk about the way the movie looked? Uh, sure. Um, I think, I mean, it's a very grainy movie, but I thought it looked very beautiful as far as its presentation goes. Mm-hmm. Some of the best IMAX scenes I've seen in a while. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can we talk about that uh, Batman fight, the single shot that was shot in IMAX? Oh, oh the in the desert? Where yeah. Where he has a gun? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was maybe the best scene in the whole movie. You know what cracked me up about a Batman fight scene? What? When that cop walks into that room and Batman's just hiding in the corner like, oh, <laughs> shit, oh, <laughs> shit, oh, shit, don't look over here, don't look over here. Yeah. Like Batman looks like he's shitting his pants. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> and then the he's guy like was supposed just, to be menacing, like, but he's just like, oh no. Yeah. And the guy's and the oh, guy, yeah, just Batman. The guy empties his shotgun and somehow misses. <laughs> yeah. Eight times. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so obviously a big part of this movie was spoiled in the trailers. But before I say this, before we argue about it, Dan and I went with one of our friends who had not watched any trailers since the first teaser. He oh. said the Wonder Woman reveal was the best part of the movie because he had no idea it was coming when Doomsday was about to attack Batman and she came out of nowhere. He's like, dude, that was the best moment in the movie. Like, I can't believe not more, not many people were hyped about that. And I was like, well, we all mm-hmm. already saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I there mean, were a couple big... surprises. The Wonder Did it get Woman a big reaction? Like, reveal got big applause in my theater. Okay, not in ours. It, a couple people were like, yeah, but... I thought it was way, I thought it was dope. Been. I was really hyped. Yeah, I loved I didn't, it too, it, but it didn't get applause for me. But like, it, there was definitely a reaction. It was it was a mm-hmm. sweet moment. 
Yeah, she, I thought it was really cool. She kicked ass, and the score helped so much. Her theme mm. is awesome. Oh, it is awesome. Mm-hmm. I was really like Lexus a, theme. I don't remember Lexus theme. Uh, it's uh, I can send it to you if you want. It's pretty cool. I'd like that. Yeah, I was listening to the Wonder Woman theme before we started recording this. It's one of the best you parts of the movie, in my opinion. Um, so unfortunately, yeah, there were some things spoiled by the trailers. Definitely. Aside from that, I mean, like, I mean, just think about it like this. Imagine if we didn't know Doomsday was in this film. Imagine if I mean, it's hard to hide Wonder Woman, especially when the fact that Diana Prince was in this movie the entire time. But we don't know the words Diana Prince are not said until she's getting off the plane, and the lady's like, "Miss Prince." I thought that was purposeful. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was purposeful. Yeah, I think too. so too. Yeah, but we knew we we knew she was one. Oh yeah, we all knew yeah. it was her. But yeah, because Gail Gadot, like you know, we yeah. we look up who plays these people. Like we know, like oh, Gail Gadot's playing Wonder Woman. She's gonna be a daughter oh, of justice. Like we yeah. like, on the subject you know. of Wonder Woman. I remember. I think I was talking to to Dan about this. I said, you know what I could have used more of in that movie? Another thirty second shot of that damn picture of Wonder Woman and Chris Pine in World War One. let's talk let's talk about that let's talk about the introduction to the justice league i put it i put it in air this is your photo it is you who are you i need to say one thing about this intro i should have been so hyped the first time i see aquaman in a movie and i was just so bored Mm -hmm. and i was like this is so stupid. He looks like an angry fish. <laughs> like well, right? But I thought okay, so when Superman his eyes lit up and like he came down as a red streak. I thought he was the Flash. I thought they were going to do this whole thing the Justice League is like they group up to fight Doomsday at the end of Dawn of Justice. Not That's what I thought do the too. whole. And the only the only revealed thing I thought was cool was the flashes whenever he was in the convenience store because mm-hmm. yeah, that, that seemed very you know that kind of reminded me of the the Marvel movies when they did the whole it was the implication there were other heroes not the oh by the way here's Aquaman look it's Aquaman look at him it was more like guys look Aquaman like, it remind me of a <laughs> it remind me of those one shots they used to do for Marvel yeah 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 it also but, like the it, it, it reminded the me teasers. of the um the things that we liked about Man of Steel at the beginning, like the urban legend thing. Like, this yeah. video, this guy, what yeah. the heck is this? Like, yeah, exactly. Also, like, it's, the... it's obvious that, so she's sitting there on the computer and all these metahumans have logos. Logos, I know. So Lex yeah. Luthor named the Justice League. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I, yeah someone mentioned that, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, like, I did like the Flash reveal in the dream or whatever you want to call it. I thought that was really cool. That felt straight out of a comic book, straight out of a DC yeah. comic book. Yeah. Like planning years in uh-huh. advance. Uh-huh. Like, I, I, could, I could see uh, John, uh, what's his, the guy who just wrote Secret Wars, Corey? Corey. John Hickman. Jonathan Hickman. John, I could see Hickman doing something exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. I thought it was cool, the Flash dream thing. Mm-hmm. But what was he saying? He said either Lois Lane dies or it's Lois Lane something. Yeah, I think it's she's the, Lois she's Lane. She's the key or something She's like the key. See, the thing is, I didn't know it was the Flash at first until I realized it was Ezra Miller talking. Same here, same his voice. Because he didn't look like and, the Flash. No, and I have a thought while, that. while I think that would be a cool moment, I think it happens far too early in the movie, and it makes no sense because it's a dream within a dream. Yeah, and it's just like this was... stupid. It's like this stupid Zack Snyder bullshit of like, oh man, it's like all this like crazy within deep layer. It's like confusing. And it took me out of the movie for a while. I don't think I ever recovered after that flash scene. To be honest, yeah. Matt, fair. did you have a point? Um, well, I was just I I like my immediate thought when he appeared was, is this the Flash? 
But then I was like, no, who is this? What is this happening? And then I was like, oh, it is the Flash. Because he was wearing, like, a hood. He, like, had the mask on, but he had, like, a hood on over. I want to get, like, a picture of that. I want to look yeah. at it again. It almost looks like he had, like, thought- a mech suit on or something. Yeah, I thought was he was Robin or something at first because the suit was red. I thought he was Same like a here. Robin. I was like, like oh like my a, god, is this because, red? Because they were definitely playing up this fact that both Superman and Batman had PTSD, but yes. th- but then they don't tell that story very well, obviously. Again, mm-hmm. the kind of like something I wish. Like the whole dream thing, it's very confusing because it's not clear until like an hour and a half, maybe an hour and 45 minutes of the movie, Superman goes to Batman is like, so the nightmares ever stop? And that's the end of the PTSD. Like, there's no big discussion about PTSD, no real ramifications of showing PTSD in their lives and how it affects them. It's just like these weird implications, these dreams, and then one line mm-hmm. dialogue. Yep. So that's what I was going back to. When I was saying earlier about that, they'd have like one line dialogue to talk about a whole, they, they, they think you're telling a whole story through one line dialogue. It's just like, no, you're trying to put too much into one movie. Yeah, the dreams just felt so out of place. Like the whole dark seed thing, and it's it felt like it, I mean it was a scene from Superman Red Sun that was just another storyline they were bringing into the movie that bogged it down. It was just not a very focused film in that way. That's my biggest flaw with yep. it. Yeah, uh, the dream thing. It, I think it's kind of telling to have that after seeing Deadpool and you see like the whole like wait is this a uh, fourth wall break in a fourth wall break? Because that <laughs> yeah. was like the immediate thing I thought of when I saw that scene. Like how that movie kind of parried, like, hey, yeah, this doesn't make any sense at all. As opposed to this movie that wanted just to take it like completely straight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I agree. Like again, I think the pacing is the biggest issue with this movie. Cool. While talking about dreams, Superman has somewhat of a dream sequence where he's talking to his father, Jonathan Uncle. Kent. Yes. Who yes. now who now has a southern accent? <laughs> <laughs> um. I actually want to address this because we talked two episodes ago and we talked about Man of Steel. We talked about how they don't give Kevin Costner a lot to do. Uh, I thought they, in a way, rectified that with this scene because I thought this yeah. scene was one of the best scenes in the movie. And also, like, the stuff that he was telling Superman was like, yeah, that's cool. I liked I, I liked this scene a lot. Had it been a more focused film, a more Superman film, I would love to see more of that. Yeah, I love that his theme was yeah. playing in this scene, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I liked, I love yeah, that I mean, Man of def- Steel Superman theme so much. Oh, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was overused. Like, I, it was cool when they used it a couple times in this film, but they used it so many times, I thought. Oh, I didn't think they used it enough. Really? Yeah, they only used it like twice. It was that scene, and then I when he's they used it talking like to Lucy. three or four times. And maybe I'm imagining things. I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe it's just a dream. <laughs> Listen to me. It's Lois. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hey, Bruce, <laughs> I gotta tell you about your future. <laughs> I'm I'm some kind of the Flash. <laughs> Dr. I'll, I'll Lex be Luthor. In a Flash. No, I, I do think Red Streak is a really cool like file name for him. That's yeah. like, the th- that, that worked. I thought that was really cool. Because I think the Flash's computer scene thing with like the, when Wonder Woman was like, he's the best. That Like all of them should have been like that kind of that whole like, I mm-hmm. think a cool thing would have been maybe like, Whenever, say, uh, Aquaman is like hanging out in the in the ocean between Metropolis and Gotham. Also, Metropolis and Gotham being twin cities is a great idea. That was, I think, one of the smartest things they did in this movie. Oh yeah, um, I couldn't tell if that's what they did or not. Is that what they it was? Did. With... Yeah, they okay, were twin yeah, cities, kind of great. like. Um, and uh, but um, what were we just talking about? Um, uh, Aquaman, they're the the Flash thing. Aquaman, Aquaman, oh, yeah. No. Like I think like Aquaman should have just been like a um, 
Aquaman should have just been like swimming by the ocean, like protecting animals or something, but not like it's just like a quick thing. Like you're like, oh, is that Aquaman? Maybe it's not. You never know. Like I don't care. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That scene at the beginning where they were getting the kryptonite. That's where I thought that we were gonna meet Aquaman. Yeah, Same me too. Yeah. I thought he was just um, gonna swim by, and that would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like they like a dolphin flip in the air. <laughs> Maybe not that, but <laughs> yeah. Um, Damn, I did. Yeah, I had... the. The Aquaman reveal kind of bothered me because it just seemed like it was supposed to be like this really cool moment. It just seemed like they like yeah. woke him up from like they roused him up from like a bad hangover. Like they're like, hey, we're looking yeah. for this ship. And they're just yeah. like, hey, get out of my house. I'm sleeping that's, here. That's a great, that's a great <laughs> way to put it. I was taking a nap. <laughs> and explosion. And somehow we got the footage, but the camera exploded. Yeah. And then the cyborg cool. one was way too long. The cyborg one was just too long, I think. And there were so, yeah, so many Dr. Pepper cans in it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as bad as Man of Steel. The product placement in this one, yeah. I'll say. That. I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't notice any product placement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially compared to Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Damn it! There was something I wanted to bring up. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, the file names, Justice League cameos, the Flash scene. Oh, I know. Uh, Jonathan. Yeah. So, do you ever read a comic book? And it references another event, and it'd be like, editor's note, be sure to check out Superman yeah. issue 26. Yeah. It felt like there were so many of those moments in this in this film where they yeah, kind of, like, Zack Snyder kind of popped up on screen, hey, be sure to watch The Flash in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. I totally get yeah. that, yeah. So, there were definitely too many seeds in this movie. Um, this m- so, but the... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Dan, because I was going to... I'm going to move uh, forward to wrapping things up. Okay, yeah, the whole, like, seed thing is that... Um, some people will tell you like if there are people who like this movie like you two do and that's totally cool like I, there's this, this is a movie that you can like I think I, people uh, were asking me should I watch this movie and I was like you should go see it I'm not gonna tell you what I think of it just if go only see to it. be in the conversation yeah yeah, yeah totally. this, be, very because this, this is a very like this movie is, is very nuanced in what you can talk about with it mm-hmm. and I was just thinking that when I was watching this movie people would probably be like oh you just gotta pay attention it's like the problem with this movie is that there's so much going on and none of it's very clear it's not a clear movie it's i I don't need to be spoon-fed because i can understand what's going on in a movie i just need to be told what's going on i just want to know what's happening on the Mm -hmm. screen i should be able to watch what's happening and know what's happening you know i should be able to it's it's a problem with the storytelling not with you know the audience member dan did abdallah on the couch see this yet abdallah on the couch did see this did he like it no (laughs) oh that's too bad do you want to hear abdallah you want to make a comment about what you thought about this movie abdallah on the couch (laughs) uh donna justice well, I didn't have any, um, um, what's the word? Trailer. I, he didn't see the trailers. He didn't watch any trailers. Yeah, I didn't watch any trailers beforehand. So wow. um, I avoided everything. So when I watched it, it was pretty fresh, but it was, um, yeah, I was pretty disappointed. Um, I, I didn't really care much about the characters. Like in the end scene, where it turns out they had the, um, that he, he was going to marry her or whatever, he had the ring. The first thing I thought of was, oh, I guess they weren't married. <laughs> I didn't really, I was like, eh, hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I really. Doll on the couch, Thank everybody. Hey, Abdallah, nice. I'm on the podcast, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's great. I mean, that, that's a big thing with this movie. We should have, we should all be talking about how Superman died in the end, but we barely touched on it because it's almost yeah. like we don't care. And they undid an everything they did in 10 minutes because mm-hmm. we know he's not dead. He's Superman. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And what was the coffin shot at the end? Did the dirt start to fly up? I, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Dirt started to fly Apparently, up. it was his heartbeat. Like, his heartbeat. Uh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought he was going to fly out. Like, I thought um, so, too. 
Yeah, I'm glad dope. he didn't, though. Yeah, you know what I did like, like <laughs> out of the Superman death thing is that there was a shot of his coffin, and it was all black with a silver S. Like, yeah. That was sweet. Like the poly bag that mm-hmm. the issue where he died came in. Yeah. Well, that was red, I thought. Yeah. Isn't it bloody? I thought it was silver. Anyway, it was it was I, nice. No, but his coffin and his coffin in that story arc is, is right. like silver yeah. And, yeah. and black. I and thought it, it was like his coffin looks sweet. I was like, okay. that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And yeah. then it looks like the poster of the Tim Burton movie that never got made. Yeah. If you ever seen, yeah. if you ever seen the poster. Uh-huh. Yeah. This movie a lot of things in this movie I feel didn't earn. Like Marvel has earned telling the Civil War story, which I think is the best Marvel story. DC mm-hmm. told the death of Superman, the Dark Knight Returns, and part of Red Sun. In this movie, all one movie. (laughs) That's where it goes back to us saying that this movie is trying to do way too much. I was gonna say, I think in hindsight, the best option would have been have Man of Steel, and then the next movie should have been the solo Batman story. So we got his point of view, got all that stuff out of the way. I know some people wanted the one woman before, but I kind of like the mystique in this movie, and then going back and so I think I yeah definitely, but yeah, so I think yeah I think we should have we should have um, Superman movie. Batman movie, and then we kind of see him mm-hmm. muffle. We have their fight, and then they're like, it was Wonder Woman, and then it ends, and then we see the Wonder Woman movie after this, and then we have our whole Justice League, sh- or then we have, I guess, the introduction to the other ones, and then we have our Justice League. Right. Yeah. Dan? Dan? Okay, so I remember what I was going to say. So <laughs> I, I've been reading some uh, Zach said I didn't, re- I didn't re- read any reviews of this movie yet, because I want, before I had this conversation, I want to have my own. I wanted to have no outside influences about what I was thinking about this movie. Um, I want to be like just purely my ideas, and I read some articles just about the movie in general. And so, did you know that Jimmy Olsen makes an appearance in this movie? Oh, I'm yeah, so mad about that. this. Can yeah, I, oh. he was the photojournalist killed with uh, Lo- with Lois Lane in the beginning at in, in Egypt or wherever they were. That in, was or... the first thing I heard about this movie that like pissed me off. That like, was Jimmy I was, like, Olsen. Still... That was they, Jimmy Olsen. They, they don't I don't name Jimmy him. Olsen. But apparently yeah. in the extended cut, they're going to name him. And, like, it was, like, meant to be him. And I'm like, screw you, Zack Snyder. And guys, then, guys, guys, you know guys. Why, we you... still have Jenny Olsen, remember? She still works <laughs> at the Daily Planet. Yeah. Um, so, the originally, what was going to... That was going to be Jesse Eisenberg. They wanted to stunt cast a famous person as Jimmy Olsen to kill him off right away. Because Zack Snyder said they were planning out the DC Universe, the movie franchises. And they had no plans for Jimmy Olsen at all. So, like, let's just have fun with him by killing him off right away. <laughs> Um, and so they're gonna have Eisenberg play him, and so they had Eisenberg come in. He was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." And then they're like, "No, nah, he should be he should be Lex Luthor." And they're like, "Okay," and then that's what they did instead. And then the other thing is, Zack Snyder justifies Batman killing a lot of people in this movie. Do you know how he did it? The, By saying the Star Wars thing. What are you talking about? The Star oh, Wars yeah. comment? No, I was talking more about uh, he justifies Batman, especially the scene with the, with the Batmobile chase. He's not blowing up their car it's like he shoots the gas tank and it happens to blow up yeah like he's not purposely killing these people like Can, he, he mentioned he's an example of maybe one of the villains had a grenade in their hand they dropped it their car blew i up. heard I that like, yeah that was i was like who what the hell does that even mean dude like okay can I actually make a comment though about batman killing people because oh I totally yeah about this. i remember you were gonna say that earlier i'm sorry go ahead it's all right um okay Unpopular opinion here. I don't think Batman does anything in this movie that he hasn't done in the comics before. And I think Batman killed in the Tim Burton movies. I don't remember. I haven't seen those enough to know. But I don't like Batman. I don't think directly. He the only time he uses a gun is whenever it's to shoot the thing to just 
to break the gas tank or whatever, and in the fantasy sequence, like Batman does not directly kill anyone any more than he has. Like, there's a comics uh, story where he lets a guy get crushed into a car smasher thing. He just like leaves the guy in the car. Like, what did you think was gonna happen, Bruce? He's died. What's up, Corey? I I agree. I don't think it's terrible that he's killing these people, but I think this goes back to the part where DC movies haven't earned that yet. Because that is That's something fair. that Batman he's he's kind of batshit crazy in a lot of ways. And the fact that he's this old and he's like, Fuck it, I'm gonna kill these people, they I don't think they've earned that. I, I still don't think, though, that he ever directly kills anybody. Like, I think it's more of the case of letting them die. Well, he did. I think he and shot the he one went- guy's flamethrower tank, which caused him to explode. Yeah. Who was also in the Winter Soldier. Did anybody catch that? No. no. That guy That guy was also in the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, I thought he looked huh. familiar. But Batman totally, when he's flying the black bat plane, shoots at like the people are shooting at him, and he shoots at their cars, and he blows up like all of them. He like totally yeah. kills them. It's like... Yeah. Again, I don't think that's anything that hasn't yeah, happened in the comics. That's even exactly that's true. Ones. That's exactly what he does in uh, the Batman Tim Burton one when he shoots like at the Joker. He doesn't shoot him, but he's like shooting directly at him, like from the plane. Mm, okay. So. I, I think even in the Chris Nolan movies, he does that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that didn't really bother me too. I, I mean, I just think it's more explicit in this movie. I, th- I this movie is really hyper violent, so you kind of notice these things more. Yeah. That's that fair. might be more what it is. Um. Also, I just think it's interesting that this is kind of one of the first movies to actually talk about Batman being bat, bat shit insane. Like he like tortures <laughs> no people pun intended. and shit. Like his Corey used the phrase "bat shit insane" like a oh, minute really? ago, so that's why uh-huh. I used it. Yeah, um, I missed yeah, it. Sorry. I think that sorry, that was something that could have been real interesting. They don't really go into like the whole civil liberties, mm-hmm. like a torture argument after nine eleven of like Batman is like torturing people yeah. and. Uh, you know, Superman's like, hey, don't do that. Like, and yeah. Batman's kind of like losing it. I think Alfred makes some comments about him, like, kind of losing his touch and how you know, he's like a criminal. And Batman's like, well, we've always been criminals. And so like, there's like that story that could be told, but not super well. It's kind of, it's a thread. It's not, a, it's yeah. not like a, it's I thought not, that was, it's not a patch. I thought that was pretty much hinted with the whole Robin thing. Like, he mm-hmm. had this moral code for a while. And then, like, mm-hmm. the Joker, okay. like, got killed. Mm-hmm. Like, he killed Robin and he, like, that's why like obviously that's weighted on him because he has his like shrine up there mm-hmm. and he sees that like mm-hmm. every day and i mean that was yeah so that was to me something that was more hinted or le- made less explicit but show don't thought, tell yeah that's why i thought of it as but that's but yeah, it's a pretty far you have to kind of, you have to reach kind of far to, to yeah, get that. i mean they I, make I a disagree. point and they make a point of like showing that though i feel like yeah that's, but that's like what you have to know about batman's history to know that like, like again i just like i feel like as this movie you have to kind of make I it for like, two audiences i feel like I most people know who robin is like if you know batman you know robin i feel like yeah not only that's that true. but they show like it's clearly a sidekick suit and it says jokes yeah. on you batman right. yeah yeah i i, I, I agree with you guys right. like, what it what it means i just think that like you gotta tell your story a little bit better than that just that's, one I shot agree. Yeah, yeah i mean like, I the one i think i know exactly what they're going for but i just think it's just like you gotta do more than just one shot. One shot's not telling me a lot of stuff. You gotta, I feel like there's gotta be more than just like, yeah. oh, there's the, the the Joker, the Joker thing in the beginning. Uh, uh, tells his whole arc for the whole movie. It's just he should do. There should be a little bit more, you know. Yeah, I don't that know. I just that would have been one good. I think cameo would have been just real f- quick, like a flash, like Robin like screaming mm-hmm. or something, and like show like yeah. you know, like for a split mm-hmm. second. Like yeah. Just, to, just to like, no, like it would just be like you could like shut. It would be like the same thing, but just be like a split like second flash. Mm-hmm. Of, could like, have been one of the many or, dreams. Yeah, yeah. Or that could have been the opening. I think the opening montage would be better of Robin dying. Oh or yeah, something. that would have been. Yeah, that would have been a good opening. That. Yeah, yeah they're, they're probably saving, saving that. that. But I think I think a lot of Batman story would work better in a solo Batman film. Totally, and I think that's yeah. that, that's probably what they're saving it for. Yeah. 
Um, so, Corey, go ahead. <laughs> this just goes to show the fact of the matter is that this is a very divisive film. I mean, you can look at the mm-hmm. reviews. You can We can note that it has a 31% on Rotten Tomatoes if we want yeah, to. But, but the average rating is, what, 5.1 out of 10? Something like that. Like that. So yeah. the fact so of the matter is the that this I, I we'll see how the box office plays out. I mean, we're talking about this Saturday. The movie came out last night. Critically, this movie didn't do well. Where does this put the future of DC's movies and Zack They're, Snyder as the filmmaker behind Justice League? I think if they weren't starting filming Justice League next week, they would definitely have gotten rid of Zack Snyder at this point. But I think it's too late. Is it really next week? It's either next week or the week after that, yeah. I heard it was April. April. Just take two months, anything, get somebody else in this chair. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets kicked off at this point. I don't know. It's too soon, though. Like, it's... it's, it's, Stranger things have happened, I feel. That's true. If it makes a lot of money, they might just be like, man, whatever. Exactly. He's he's 0 for 2 with these DC movies, though. Man of Steel was Mm. not very critically well-received, either. And it didn't make all that much money. Man of Steel got mixed reviews, I'd say. Yeah, Yeah, they got mixed reviews, yeah. Warner Brothers the basically needs to be like, yeah. look, if we have better received movies, we're going to make even more money. We're already making all the money, but if these movies are good, then like we'll make all the money. You know, yeah. Variety reported that this movie needed to make $800 million to start making to profit. Make it, yeah. Yeah. Then it, I, I can't, I can't wait to budget. see the box office reports. It's going to make that. Yeah. It's going yeah, to. It's definitely going to make that. I they, it I'm, like I'm hearing a billion dollars. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. I think it's $1 billion has to be to strike even, and then... After that is you know money in the bank. So we'll see if word of mouth hurts. Like like my dad's like oh I probably won't go see it anymore. You know I don't really care enough. I heard it was bad. And like like yeah, I mean yeah. that's how a lot of that's people are going to think. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean mm-hmm. the scarier thing is actually that if this movie fails, Warner Bros is dead pretty much. Like this is yeah. not just like because like they're putting all their eggs in this basket. Because mm-hmm. like last year, like they had Jupiter Ascending and like. The hardest to see and all this stuff. Like they had a ton of bombs last year, and if this movie fails, then they're like they're kaput for good. I mean, we've said this for a while. The DC movies are riding on this film, and it didn't work. Like plain and simple, well, the movie did not work, which is a Will shame. Will DC get bought by Disney? Oh boy! <laughs> Can you imagine? That'd Infinity War is going to be wild. That's the best case scenario, I think. <laughs> nah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I yeah, don't know. That'd, that'd be. I'd too rather not. I mean, I'd, I'd rather, be too much. Yes. It'd be too monopolistic. I would not yeah. want that. Just get them somewhere out of the Warner Bros. or out of the hands of Zack. Or Snyder. DC would probably just stop making movies. They'd probably, you know. Yeah. Is it DC shame, owned by yeah. Warner Brothers though? Yeah, but Wonder Woman's like yeah, already DC's almost finished filming. Yeah. I think. I mean, we've got Suicide Squad coming out. We've got Wonder mm-hmm. Woman coming out. We just have to wait and see how this goes. Because they're not going to stop. No, they're not going to stop. They can't. They're going to make money. And if anything yeah. happens, they're changing directors for Justice mm-hmm. League. That's that's, that's going to be as far yeah, as it that's, goes. Get yeah. George Miller. Get George oh Miller. God. Get George, George Miller. Miller. <laughs> I've been okay saying for the past week to Corey, George Miller is perfect for this. I would shit a brick the day they announced I mean, that, and that would be the most hype movie of all time. We Everyone were, would love it. it we would, were it this close. We were this close. If it wasn't for the writer strike, we would have had it. So yep. let's let's not rule that out honestly. Like if they do f- get rid of Zack Snyder, Twitter campaign, let's do it. <sighs> but and again, wait, wasn't wasn't Mad Max made by Warner Brothers too? Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, yes. Get George Miller. Let's tweet it though. New Spider Crimes campaign. I mean, get George Miller. For- if George Miller did make the Justice League movie initially, I don't think we would have had Mad Max Fury Road. That's yeah. true. But still, we have George Miller. Okay. Yeah, best case scenario, George we get both. Leading up to Mad Max Fury Road, so you know. 
before yeah, right. we end this, I want to say that the best part of this experience was Dan and I were sitting there waiting for the movie to start, and this little middle school kid <laughs> oh, sh- gets in front of the theater and goes, "Here we go, Batman! Here we go!" <laughs> and nobody he clapped wrong. In. He was like, he was like, Aww. it was it was cringeworthy because we were like front row where he was standing, and he nobody joined in, not even his friends he was with. It was just bad. Yeah. But, but like there should have been that kind of hype for this movie, dude. We should have yeah. been like people should have been rooting for either Batman or Superman, I feel. But we knew yeah. that like they were going to team, team up. up. We knew that there it was wasn't just, like a like, campaign, Tuesday, man. Yeah. There wasn't like a campaign like are you team Batman or team Superman? Like they, they tried done... to do that, but it didn't work. It's working yeah. for Civil War. Like it really feels it like really it is. is. Yeah. 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 Dude, I'm team Captain America all day. Everyone's think, team Cap. <laughs> I think this is going to make Civil War even work better, even, even better, man. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. if they can get it to work and just show how wrong Donald Justice was, I mean, like I said, this goes back to the first thing I said. It felt like they had an impossible task with this movie. They shouldn't have made that made that the task of this film, but trying to introduce a whole universe in one film shot themselves in the foot. Absolutely. Can we? Are we doing final thoughts or are we? Let's like, do yeah, some final thoughts. What do you guys want to say? Okay. I just said my piece, Matt. Can I? Uh, I, I think that. I have two quick things. The first thing is that I think they wasted and ruined the death and return of Superman. I think they should have waited like several years to kill off Superman if they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it kind of worked in the context of it, but it's like, what do what you, you know, we don't even know him yet. Like we've had mm-hmm. two movies, one and a half movies to like know him and you're killing him off already. Yep. Like that's, Especially that's in such this a movie powerful cause, story. Because we didn't care this movie. Yeah. Um, other thing is I think that the reason I liked this movie so much is because I did not watch this movie as a movie fan. I watched it as a comic book fan, and I think that's why I had the most fun. I don't. I'm not. That's not a criticism of anyone on any side. I just. That's. Mm-hmm. I. I had like a blast. This was a graphic novel on screen. It was. It felt like a graphic novel on screen. Yeah. Good point. Will. Yeah, I mean, I mostly agree with what Matt said. I think this is a flawed film through and through, but I think. It's one I did enjoy. I mean, it's obviously divisive, and I'm glad that now the movie is out, so we actually people can have conversations and see it. Or see it, I mean, and have conversations about, it, as opposed to a lot of people just piggybacking off what other people say. But mm-hmm. it is a movie that I think. I mean, my biggest complaint is that I do think the well, besides the pacing, that Batman Superman should not have ended that. I mean, it did remind me very much of Spider-Man Three, where like James Franco's Hobgoblin was like mad at Spider-Man for a long time, and then like. There was like that one scene where the butler is like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm the one that uh, I'm the one that killed." I saw it. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh well, what do you say that?" Like, I'll go help him. Oh, buddy, old friend, old pal. <laughs> it reminded me of just like like when um Martha yeah. Kent was like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm tight." Friend with your brothers, your yeah. sons. I'm, I'm tight with your, your friend. Like I like yeah. the you guys cape are tight line, now. Yeah. Like yeah, you, yeah. The friends was a little much, but the yeah. cape line was fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Besides. A lot of the complaints we talked about and a lot of stuff. I mean, I do, I enjoy a lot of the big ideas. And this is the type of movie I feel like, I wish more superheroes were like. I just feel like now we're at a point where it does feel very commercialized. And it feels very, you know, run of the mill. And now we have Deadpool that kind of is making fun of that. And we have this movie that's challenging that. And I hope um, Civil War, you know, ultimately challenges it as well. And then, you know, we have Suicide Squad that's going to hopefully shake things up as well. So I like to think this is kind of a turning point for superhero movies, even though this one is a bit flawed yeah i agree that's a great point i think this i think this is this year is a bit of a turning point it's a good point definitely yeah. dan um 
this movie, I I do like what like how Will said it. it's trying something new, and it's trying to take itself very seriously, and it's trying to it sets very lofty goals. It it doesn't come close to meeting, and I think it's one of those movies that would get better on uh on review like on, or like when you're rewatching it, you might notice more things because there's just so much going on. You might start appreciating. The little, like the little things it does more as you watch it more, but I've only seen it once. I thought about seeing it again last night just to maybe be sure if I how I felt about it, but I didn't want to sit through it again. It might be better when you're rewatching it, but I just think it, it, it I think it fails on its own. I just and not yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of all I have to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems that half of us think it's a spider crime and half of us don't, and I think uh, I still might think it's a spider crime. Okay, cool. So it's a spider it's a crime. Three the majority rules. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I want to see it again, like Dan says, because I I agree. I yeah. I whether I don't. I mean, I'm not gonna go to the bat and say it's a good film, but it is a film I like. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'd say that much. Um, if somebody put a gun to my head and made me watch this Fantastic Four or Spider Man Three, I'd probably pick Fantastic Four. Oh no way! No, no wait! No. I heard about this. Are you Corey, kidding me? Corey said this was worse. Than Fan Four Stick and Green no. Lantern, and I think that's so wrong. That is yeah, so. Hey, 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 hey! Hear me out. At least Fantastic Four was entertaining in only ninety minutes. Uh, I, uh, uh, I, it was almost ninety minutes. I'll agree with you there. The, but the Fan Four Stick is just evils. so. It's just so fundamentally terrible. I feel like so Donna Just is not as fundamentally terrible as. Yeah, but there's like too many good is. moments in this movie for you to, to compare. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's there's one good moment in Fan Four Stick. There are like at least five or six really good moments in Donald Justice. So I agree. Yeah, totally. Even so though even though it's an hour longer. So we all agree. Corey sucks. Corey sucks. <laughs> you know what? Corey's Maybe I'll just crime. quit. Uh, Corey, <laughs> your opinion. I thought it was really crime. nice of you to put me on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Will. We're, we were so glad to have you, dude. We want maybe yep, in like absolutely. a year we could do Donald Justice revisited. That sounds yeah. cool. oh wow. Yeah, after we've seen it a couple times. Because yeah. we will. We will watch it more. Oh, yeah. We'll watch and it more. And have witnessed the further implications mm-hmm. of it. Seriously. Yep. And in the wake of Suicide Squad and maybe Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Maybe while we were doing this podcast, Zack Snyder got fired. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> we don't know. But there you have I mean, it, folks. They, Thanks they, for... They should let him... They should stop having him talk to the press about this movie because he makes yeah, it no, sound seriously. worse and worse. Yeah. He's, he, he's fucking everything up. Yeah. <laughs> Just shut up and let us watch your movie, okay? Just be that like, Batman clip is a, the, the Ben Affleck. Sad ben Affleck. Affleck. Did you see the Curb Your Benny-ism? Yeah, that yes. too. Yeah. yeah, I feel That's bad brilliant. for Affleck. Send, most of send all. those to me. I don't know. But what those but that, are. that being said, though, people are calling him like the best part of this movie. Yeah, so, so I don't I feel bad yeah, for him. He right. no, no, no. He's, <laughs> he's a two-time rude. Academy Award-winning multi-billionaire. <laughs> That's true. And he's got it. He's got bad. "Live by Night" coming out next yeah. year. Which sounds later. pretty cool. I mean, I'm looking yeah. forward to "Live by Night." Yeah. And if he makes a solo Batman movie, I will be the first in line. Jeff Jaws is. is co-writing it. Yeah, How and he's directing it? it. Well, it's not like totally confirmed though. He's just like, uh, yeah, really? I'm working on something with Jeff Johns. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, I, I heard they were it together. I heard. I don't know if it's true, but I heard there's a pick out there of um, Batman because they heard they're writing the script for the solo movie while they're doing like reshoots or pickup shoots for this. And there's like a, a picture of uh, Batman like on his laptop in the bat suit like writing the script. And it reminded That's me a awesome. lot of like Lego Batman, like writing a Batman movie. Speaking of Lego, speaking of Lego Batman, I found it kind of interesting on Twitter on Thursday. I saw more DC people. I follow a lot of DC writers and people who work for DC. More of them were tweeting about the Lego Batman movie than Dawn of Justice. I thought it was really funny because <laughs> yeah, the trailer I, came out on Thursday. <laughs> I, I thought I was telling on Thursday that. 
Batman v Superman wasn't trending on Twitter, but the Lego Batman movie was. Yep. Yeah. That's that's the world we live in right now because of this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was our show. Oof. Thank you all for listening. We hope we changed some Thanks hearts and some minds. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think because there are so many opinions on this film, and I think that's the best thing this movie has done is allow us to have these yeah. kind of conversations. And the totally. fact that we could yeah. do that about Man of Steel, maybe more so than a Marvel movie, is a testament to something. I don't know what, but it's a fact. So We're trying. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening. Goodbye, Dan. Goodbye, Mac. Goodbye, Will. Have a good Bye. night in Excelsior. Bye. Spider crimes, spider crimes, reading comic books all the time. Are they good? You decide. When you listen to spider crimes, hey there, where? These are the spider crimes. Spider crimes, spider crimes, reading comic books all the time. Are they good? You decide. When you listen to spider crimes, hey there, where? These are the spider crimes.